Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. So glad that you're tuned in to today's program of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I am your host for this afternoon. And I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. And the number you just heard, the call-in number to be on the show is 303-690-3000. And so I want to encourage you to grab one of those open lines and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Bible to answer our questions. Let's uh, pray together. And we need that more than ever. And as our time together is limited uh, with uh, online, you know, live stream services and we're not able to meet face to face, we're so blessed to be able to have this technology and this program where we get to converse and we get to talk and we get to pray together, and the church needs that so desperately in the days in which we are in. So I want to invite you, if you are listening, to call in at 303-690-3000 to ask your questions, uh, to give your prayer requests. We can go to the throne of grace in time of need, as, as the writer of Hebrew declares to us, and, and the Lord desires for us to do that. And we want to minister to one another. Perhaps you want to share how the Lord's been ministering to you during this time. So 303-690-3000. We've got all open lines right now. And there is, of course, a second means for you to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request. That's through a dedicated text line. And that number is 720-336-0897. And if you're new to Calvary Live, I would encourage you to put those two numbers in your contacts. Matter of fact, the text line is open 24-7 now as Calvary Church has, uh, is using it for uh, you to be able to text in a prayer request 24-7. And then they have pastors that will uh, respond to you and they have a prayer team that will pray for you. So the dedicated text line 720336 0897, and that works for anyone in the country that can uh, text that number and give your prayer request, it's not just for those in the Denver area or who go to Calvary Church, but it's for anyone who needs prayer. And um, you have a wonderful group of pastors and a prayer team down at Calvary Church where Grace FM originates uh, to be able to take those prayer requests. And uh, so we want to welcome uh, all of you that are tuned in to Grace FM. You're listening live on this beautiful afternoon here in Colorado and in southern Wyoming. Uh, One of the amazing things is uh, I happened to be away from Greeley last week, and uh, I was quite a ways away from Greeley. I was actually in Walden, um, and we could pick up Grace FM. So it was absolutely amazing. A lot of the mountain areas, uh, those of you up in Estes Park and Red Feathers, and uh, in southern Wyoming and Laramie and Cheyenne, um, in Medicine Bow uh, Forest, you, you can hear us. And we'd love to hear from you guys. 
So give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text in at 720-336-0897. Not only do we want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners, but those on Truth and Hope FM on the East Coast, we are praying for you guys as well. And uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you're healthy. Pray that you're safe. And uh, we want you to call in. You are a week delayed, but love hearing you guys on the East Coast, and um, and give us a call. And we want to pray for you. So glad to be connected to you through Calvary Live and anywhere in the nation. We got people, as I see the map, in Southern California, uh, up the the Western Coast, up into Washington, in Texas, and uh, in Arkansas, and Oklahoma, and Kansas, Nebraska, on the East Coast, and New Mexico, and Arizona. want to welcome all of you um, to Calvary Live. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. Online listeners, um, we just are so glad that you have been tuning in. That audience is growing. Um, so, so glad that you're here with me this afternoon. Please, let's stay connected. Let's, let's converse. Let's encourage one another. Let's pray for one another. And we got a couple open lines. So start bringing those phone calls in. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Philly, where Joe's on line one. Hi, Joe. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, my question is regarding like the minimum uh, doctrinal belief set to become uh, Christian, uh, specifically with the Trinity, uh, a criminal who was crucified next to Jesus, um, just mm-hmm. knew of Jesus, and, um, you know, confessed I guess in a sense we'll confess who he was and ask him to be part of the kingdom. But at that time the concept of the Trinity doctrinal wasn't doctrine wasn't really fleshed out at all and yet Jesus was uh Jesus said he'll be in my kingdom, he would in paradise, I see in paradise. Yeah. So um want want to know where you stand or where, you know, most uh, most Christians stand and, and should they consider the Trinity as like, you know, a hard line, definitive measure of like whether someone's a quote unquote true Christian or not. Well, I think you're asking a couple of important questions. Or One is, we know that salvation comes by faith alone in Jesus Christ. Paul really reiterates that in the doctrine of justification. When you go through the book of Romans, chapters 1, 2, and 3, we're all sinners. And then chapters 3, 4, and 5, the doctrine of justification, as we are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Paul also making the case in the book of Galatians that we're saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ. In the book of Philippians, in my own devotion this morning, as I was reading uh, in chapter 3 of Philippians, that Paul was reiterating, we don't have any confidence in the flesh, uh, but in faith in Jesus Christ is what brings the righteousness of God. Now, when it comes to the doctrine of the Trinity, the doctrine of the Trinity is an essential doctrine in the Christian faith. And... um, Sometimes people, when they come to Christ and they get saved, they're not thinking, do I believe in the Trinity? They may not fully understand it. They've come to Jesus. They asked for forgiveness. They've been saved. Like that thief on the cross that threw himself on the mercy of Jesus, he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, you'll be with me in paradise before the sun has set. Incredible study. But when it comes to believing who Jesus is, the doctrine of the Trinity is essential in the Christian faith because there are those who have come along and tried to deny or diminish 
the deity of Jesus Christ. And that's what you see with the Mormons, what's what you see with the Jehovah Witnesses. So the doctrine is important that we understand that Jesus brings salvation and also the Trinity um, you know, keeps us in line of that there's one God and three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and truly who is Jesus. Um, so, you know, people, when they come to Christ, they don't have all the theological answers right away, but they come to salvation. Um, but um, they should continue to grow in the Lord as they read the Bibles and be established in the doctrine of the Trinity, because it's important. If you aren't, then you can start believing in all kinds. You know, Jesus is the brother of Lucifer, like the Mormons believe, or that Jesus is Michael the Archangels, like Jehovah Witnesses. So that's why the doctrine of the Trinity is important. But when I came to Christ, all I knew is Jesus died out for my sins. He's the Son of God and rose from the grave, and that I wanted to be saved, and I came to him in faith for forgiveness and salvation. So could you technically have, even if you take out, like, three separate persons, um, one God, even if you say, I don't I don't want to mess with the divinity of Jesus, um, at that point, you still have the deity of Christ um, without, without the, uh, confessing as the third person. Can you still be saved under those conditions if you don't try to mess around with the deity of Christ? Um, I'm not sure where you're going with this. You know, the divinity of Jesus is important for us to understand. Um, you know, as we understand that Jesus is the Son of God, makes it very clear um, in the scriptures. So, you know, I don't want to, it isn't a case of, you know, how minimum I can believe in something or in a doctrine. The Trinity is essential. And, um, and we are saved by faith alone. And um, yeah, that, in no, Jesus no one's Christ. questioning that. It, it really comes down to, um, I see, I see, I think of like when, when Jesus talks to Peter, says, who do you say I am? And then yeah. that beautiful confession, you know, um, right. and I'm thinking right. like, uh, for some, you know, for someone, because what I, what I'm afraid of sometimes is if you go strictly to the scriptures, the, the powerful scriptures that you mentioned in the opening of the answer, um, that to me that seems like okay, that's like the essential bare minimum. Anything on top of that is is like you know if you if you want to believe in it, great. If not, it's not going to preclude you from um, receiving um, the spirit of God inside you. Um, but it's not so much going to disqualify you from being part of the brethren, so to speak. And and, and when I say, like, you know, uh, the deity, is like uh, there is a correlation between people who deny the Trinity and have some crazy beliefs. Like, I, I can see that why people are very defensive of Trinity doctrine, but um, but those are the, the kind of like the left, the wackos or, or the far-off folks who are crazy doctrinal well, beliefs. If you leave, the, think, if you leave Christ as deity, like alone, right. and just leave it at that, is that shouldn't that be enough? Especially when you look at the here's the thing. I think Joe that sometimes people really complicate salvation, you know. And just listening to you, it's like it's hard to follow exactly what you're saying and what's the minimum, and you know, and all of this. Um, and uh, the thing is, faith in Jesus Christ alone. Um, that he's the Son of God who died for our sins. 
you got people that say, well, I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I'm forgiven of sins, but they don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. Listen, he's the one that's going to sort all those things out. But I think it's important for us to believe in the real Jesus, the Bible, the Jesus of the Bible, not what is presented, because what happens is, is then they come along and they diminish salvation. They usually come along, one of the characteristics of the cults when they say that is works has to be a part of being saved. It is understanding that Jesus, God, came in the person of Jesus Christ, died for our sins, rose again, and and we don't want to get into this complicated. It, it isn't theology that saves us; it's faith in Jesus Christ. But theology is very important. So that's where you know I can take you. But as far as where exactly the line is and everything, um, I'm not sure I can give you a satisfactory answer. But you know, give people Jesus and who He is. It's important to believe who He is and what He has done for us. The Son of God on the cross and faith in Him alone who died for our sins and rose again. So thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. And um, hope you guys out east are doing well, that you're um, being blessed. Appreciate you guys from the East Coast. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. Love to talk to you. The text line is 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live. Uh, and I'm Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley. We have all open lines right now, so give me a call. Hey, just a little personal note uh, while we're waiting for callers to come in, and I want to read you some scriptures. I just want to say happy 30th anniversary to my wife who is listening, and Sue and I have been married today 30 years, and uh, it has gone by so quickly, um, so blessed. It has been a tremendous venture of faith, um, a tremendous, tremendous blessing being together for 30 years, and I just wanted to say uh, to Sue, I love you. Thank you for 30 wonderful, wonderful years, and um, I'm looking forward to more what the Lord has for us. And many of you, you can say out there as um, you have Christ in your marriage and and in a Christian marriage where you've been blessed, uh, we can be so thankful for that. And I want to read to you from Ephesians chapter 5 that as Paul writes, submitting to one another in the fear of God, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, let wives be to their own husbands in everything. And husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church and not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies, and he who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And so what a tremendous blessing that that we who are married have Christ in our lives and in our hearts and in our marriages, the very foundation. But maybe you're listening today, and maybe that uh, you're having some difficulties or challenges, and you just need some prayer. 
I'd love to pray with you or maybe even with your family. You know, Sue and I have had the privilege of raising four very wonderful kids that are all adults now. And um, we have our third daughter, Rachel, who just finished her last classes and finals at UNC, and she's graduating even though they don't have a graduation and uh, ceremony, but she is done, and we're so proud of her. And and the Lord has done so much and, um, in our lives. And uh, I just want to encourage you that the Lord wants to bless your marriage, and he wants to bless your family. And even during this time as we've been at home and things have changed for everyone in different ways, that the Lord still wants to work. And he, he still wants to bless your marriage and draw you closer to him and the, uh, as he does, that you will draw closer to each other. He wants to bless your children. He desires for you to continue to, to minister to them. And if you need prayer for your children, you need prayer for your family, uh, please give me a call at 303-690-3000. So we're going to go to Aurora where Greg is on the line. Hi, Greg. Hello, how you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good. I really appreciate your message and saw you at Calvary Aurora one time and put the face to the voice and uh, just appreciate you. Well, I appreciate your comments. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to call in. I just happened to finish up uh, making a sale and hit the road here. <laughs> well, and good. Yeah, things are going well business-wise and continue to be blessed and provided for. But I have a youngest daughter that was the stronger of my two daughters growing up as a Christian. And she, once she went to college, boy, she got in the club. And it's like up is down, evil is good, good is evil. She just uh, rebellious and won't listen. I mean, she just... You know, she just kind of like got sucked in, her head spun around 360, and I mean, right. she just upside down. But uh, no drugs, no alcohol, no early pregnancies, none of that stuff. But she just, just a mean, angry, rebellious. Yeah. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, and that can happen when they go to college. You know, Greg. Um, I've had, um, we homeschooled all four of our kids through high school and that was a real blessing, um, to do that. And three of my kids have now graduated from college. Mm -hmm. And then I have a fourth one. He's up at UNC as well. And I know, um, and even those who have been in our church and been raised in the church, the real polls that come to them when they get off on their own, not just going to college, but getting out in the world, yep. the enemy is working overtime. But, uh, you know, they can be in those places where as soon as they hit classes at the university is the anti-God, um, you know, uh, stop believing what you're believing kind of mentality that's up on the college campuses. I'm very grateful for the, the ministries that are up there, um, and I'm grateful that, uh, we even have a, a couple um, uh, professors that that are Christians, strong Christians that go there, and strong Christian teachers. But just the atmosphere um, can really pull them away and begin to have them question their faith. And uh, yeah. so we're going to pray for your daughter. Thank you. 
Yeah, absolutely, Greg, because I, I know that, um, and then even out in the world, uh, it's so hard for our young people. And so, Father, I pray for Greg. I pray for his daughter that went to college, and I know the atmosphere can be anti-God, um, and um, Lord, it can be toxic spiritually. Um, I pray that you would um, bring her back to you. And even as we read about the prodigal in, in Luke's gospel, that we know that the father went to the edge of the road and he saw his son come back, but I believe that he went to the edge of the road every day to look for his son. And I pray that Greg, as he lifts his daughter up in prayer to you, that he would be looking for his daughter to come home. And that's always the message to anyone that's out there listening, even maybe right now, that that they have been away from the Lord, that the Lord says, come home. And Lord, I pray that you do that with Greg's daughter, that you touch her heart, that you open her eyes, soften her heart, that she would say that this world is a big ripoff and um, the world's philosophy is going to cheat her. And Lord, that she would come to understand that there is a creator, a loving God that created her, that she may be his workmanship and worship him and experience that abundant life that he has for her. So Lord, I just pray that you would draw her to you, bring her home in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir, very much. You bet, Greg. We'll be praying. Keep in touch, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. God bless you. 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. Love to talk with you, pray with you, need prayer for your kids. Our our young people are, the enemy's working overtime on them. And we want to be able to um, to to minister to them, um, to keep them grounded in the Word. Uh, we take that very seriously at, at Calvary Greeley with our youth. We know for our high schoolers, we got them for about four years, and we want them in the sanctuary on Sunday mornings with their Bibles open, learning. We want to teach them in the classrooms on Wednesday nights to encourage them in the Lord because we know that when they get out there in the world, the world is mean. The world is just plain mean and is going to pull them away and the enemy has a lot of tools to pull them away and we want to get them strong in the word of god and in the lord um because um, he is working overtime on our young people so we're going to be praying and it's a spiritual battle that is out there that's going on a spiritual war that has taken place 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be online or on uh the air and then our text number is 720-336-0897. Let's go to back to Aurora where Patrick's on line one. Hi, Patrick. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you today, Pastor? I'm doing good. Thank you for calling. Absolutely. Thanks for, for having me. Got a question? Yeah, um, I had a question um, regarding uh, Revelation. And um, I, the, the gentleman I spoke with had helped me find the, the chapter. It was in regards to when John was taken and he saw a woman um, sitting on a throne or something, and, and she had writing on her head, and she was drunk on the blood of Christians. 
and I completely got lost there, and I didn't know if it, it, yeah. is that referring to a place, like a, a country. Um, I, I just I was yeah. confused. It's very very good question because what we have in the Book of Revelation is we have two chapters here that speak of Babylon. It's interesting when you go to the Old Testament, Babylon is spoken about in the Old Testament. Matter of fact, uh, when you read Daniel's uh, uh, book, Daniel's the forerunner to the book of Revelation, we see that Daniel speaks of he was ministering um, in the courthouse, in the uh, palace of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, this powerful empire. But Babylon spoken throughout the scriptures. You can go back even earlier than that to the book of Genesis, where this guy named Nimrod, who was a mighty hunter, he, you know, he is the one that um, is the founder of Babel or Babylon. And you have the Tower of Babel, and you have these men that come together uh, after the flood, and they build this tower in rebellion against God. So Babylon represents the world system. It represents um, that which is against God. And throughout the Old Testament, the prophecies of Jeremiah, the prophecies of Isaiah, speak about Babylon being destroyed. Now, um, not to go through a long historical background on Babylon, but when you get to the book of Revelation, chapter 17, that you are asking about represents religious Babylon. And what we read, and I'm going to read it for the sake of the readers, is that um, that John is told, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, of whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. The woman was arrayed in purple, scarlet, adorned with gold, precious stones, pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abomination and filthiness, in her fornication, and on her forehead a name was written, and this is what you were talking about, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots of the abomination of the earth. You go on, and he tells the meaning of the woman and the beast, but essentially as you read that, it is talking about this in the tribulation period. The tribulation period is spoken of in chapter 6 through 19 of the book of Revelation. And what we're going to see is there's going to be this worldwide false church. And as we see that this woman is riding the beast, the beast in the book of Revelation is the Antichrist. He's called that in chapter 13. He's going to be this world leader that's going to come on the scene. So, um, you know, it's a lot that I'm throwing at you. It's a lot of information. But uh, as we look at it and consider it, uh, we know, Patrick, that the beast is going to come on the scene to be a world leader. We see that in chapter 6 of the book of Revelation. So we're going to go to break here pretty soon. So if we hear the music, stay with me, and we'll pick it up after the break. But in the meantime, here is the Antichrist's world leader that's an economic leader. He's a political leader. He is a military leader, and he's a religious leader, because what he's going to do in the middle of the tribulation period, according to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, is he goes into the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem. There will be a temple that will be built once again. 
He will proclaim himself as God, to be worshipped as God in the temple of God. So he's going to claim to be God. So what he does at that point is he turns and then destroys that one world false church that will be on the scene in the first half of the tribulation period. And that worldwide false church the world turns to, just as we're going to see a one-world government that will be on the scene in the tribulation period as well. And the Antichrist is going to be this world leader. So, um, Patrick, hang on. Uh, We're going to finish up our discussion on the other side of the break, and then um, we'll kind of put everything together. So um, it's speaking of a one-world false religious system. And we'll talk more about it. Stay tuned. 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad that you have tuned in to today's program. So blessed to be with you and connected with you. And uh, so give me a call. We have um, one open line, 303-690-3000, having great discussions and uh, looking at the scriptures and answering questions and praying for those who have prayer needs. So uh, if you got a question or a prayer need, give me a call, 303-690-3000. The text line is 720-336-0897. To remind you, my name is Jeff Figs. I've been pastoring Calvary Greeley for 24 years, wonderful years, and uh, it's gone by quickly. And uh, so blessed to be able to uh, teach the Word of God, to be able to minister. I just want to make a quick announcement for those of you up here in northern Colorado. Uh, we are doing, and this is really for anyone, uh, online services uh, on Sunday. We continue to do this on Wednesday night. Tomorrow will be at 7 o'clock going through the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18. And Jeremiah is told to go down to the potter's house and learn a lesson very important lesson for us, especially in the day in which we are in. So calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G, or our Facebook, Calvary Chapel Greeley, for our online service Wednesday, and then Sunday at 9.30, as we are going to be starting the Sermon on the Mount in our Matthew study. Also, we got a couple of special things. First of all, this Sunday is Mother's Day, so I want to just say thank you, all the mothers that are out there, for your wonderful ministry, and especially right now as the kids are at home. And and I think that God is working in a lot of families where you're reading the Bible to your children, you're praying with them, um, and you're blessing them uh, in tremendous ways. And, and I want to pray for the mothers uh, today before the end of the show. And we want to say thank you for your ministry. Your ministry is so important. And I know that it can be hard. It can be difficult at times. But it is so valued. It is so valued by God. It is such an incredible ministry that you do for your children. And so, Lord, I do pray. We're going to pray right now, Lord, that you just bless all the moms that are out there. Give them just wisdom, strength, and encouragement during this time. Thank you for the ministries of moms. Lord, just bless them in every way in Jesus' name. So moms, what we're going to do here at Calvary Greeley is we are doing a craft. Uh, We've been doing 
uh, where people can come and pick up crafts for their kids, the children's ministry. Barbara and Angie are children's ministry leaders. Uh, put those uh, crafts together. Just email us here at the church um, if you want one of those crafts. And then between 2 and 4 o'clock on Saturday, as you pick them up, uh, we're going to also have some gift bags. And this is for all moms. If you want a little gift bag to for mom or come by and get it, uh, we'll be out. We'll have our mask on. We'll have gloves on. You don't have to get out of your car. We'll have a little gift bag for moms that you can take or if moms you want to come by. Also, what we are doing from 2 to 4 o'clock on Saturday is if you need prayer, that we're going to pray for you. We'll pray for you while you're in your car. I'll be there praying for you. I know that Calvary Aurora, uh, Calvary Church in Aurora is doing that tomorrow at a certain time before their Wednesday night. We're going to do it from 2 to 4 o'clock on Saturday in the parking lot and come by for prayer. Um, And uh, we would love for you to come by and we can pray for you and encourage you and um, drive through prayers, what it's called. I'm being told uh, two to four Monday, Wednesday, Friday at Calvary Church for you guys in Aurora. We're going to be doing it Saturday uh, from two to four o'clock here at Calvary Greeley so we can pray for you. We're going to just think of ways that we can connect to you. So I drive through prayer, a gift for mom, during that time and to pick up your crafts. So Patrick has been waiting patiently. Are you still there, Patrick? I'm here. Thank you. So Revelation chapter 17 is talking about a worldwide church that is initially going to be supported by this world leader, the Antichrist. That's why you see the harlot riding the beast, and then the beast turns on her and destroys her. And the reason that he does is because what I read to you from Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that he doesn't need the worldwide false church. He alone wants to be worshipped, the Antichrist. And the reason is, is because he's directly influenced by Satan. And what's one of the things that Satan has always wanted? He wanted to be worshipped. Isaiah chapter 14, he wanted to sit on the throne, to be exalted as God, to be worshipped as God. He, even in the temptation of Jesus, as you read in the Synoptic Gospels, came to Jesus and said, bow down and worship me. So Satan has always wanted to be worshipped, and he, working directly through the Antichrist, is going to command the world to worship him. Anyone who does not align with the Antichrist is going to be heavily persecuted. The Tribulation saints, the the, uh, Jews are going to reject him and he's going to put them to death, and we're going to see that the the world's going to follow the beast. It's going to begin the Great Tribulation period um, that is for three and a half years. Chapter 18 of the book of Revelation speaks of commercial Babylon that is going to be destroyed. So you have religious Babylon that is destroyed, and then you have Um, commercial Babylon in chapter 18 that will be destroyed, and then the second coming of Jesus Christ, where he will then set up his kingdom, and righteousness will cover the earth as waters cover the sea. Does that help out, Patrick? Very, very much so. Um, does Does our rapture happen prior to all of this? I believe it does. I believe, personally, with all of my heart, studying the Scriptures, that the rapture of the church is going to take place before that seven-year period called the tribulation period. 
you can read in Revelation chapter 3 that there's a promise given to the church of Philadelphia. They were the faithful church. And these are the words of Jesus that he gives to them. And he says that um, to the church of Philadelphia, because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial or tribulation, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. He's talking about, I'm going to take you out of and away from the hour of trial or tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth. There's only one time that there's going to be trial or tribulation upon the whole earth, and that's the tribulation period. So I believe what the Lord is telling us is he's going to take us out of and away from the hour of tribulation. We see the doctrine of imminent return in the scriptures. Jesus said, I come at a time that you least expect. Um, and the rapture of the church, um, he's not going to have the church go through the wrath that will be poured out in the tribulation period. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that we have not been appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I believe, as I study the scriptures, that the church is the church is not mentioned in chapter 6 through 19 of the book of Revelation. The tribulation saints are. There will be people getting saved in the tribulation period, but the church is not there. We're going to be taken out of and away from the hour of tribulation. Right? Right? So there is a, there's a chance for people who don't go through the rapture still. Yeah, there but, is. Because in chapter 7, um, and, you know, in this good study for you, Patrick, we have we went through the book of Revelation on Wednesday nights all last year. I don't think it was an accident that the Lord had us go through the book of Revelation. And so it's up on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. You can listen to those studies. But in chapter 7, we have the ministry of the 144,000 um, that are like evangelists. And it tells us that after these things, I look and behold a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, people, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches in their hands. And they're crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And John was asked, who are these? And he says, sir, you know. If it was the church, John would know that it was the church. He doesn't know who they are. John was a pillar in the church. He's the last living apostle at this time. He says, I don't know who they are. And he says, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So they're the tribulation believers that are saved in the tribulation period as a result of the 144,000 that are sealed by God. We have the two witnesses that are in chapter 11 that have the testimony of God. And then in chapter 14, there's going to be an angel that flies around the whole world that's going to give the everlasting gospel. That, uh, that's amazing. It, it really just proves how gracious our Lord is. It's, it's amazing. It is. Thank you very much. It is. He's going to take his bride home. So, Live every day looking for the Lord. We don't know the day or the hour, but he says, you be wise, be watching, and you be ready, because I come when you're least expected. Really, Patrick, I believe that we are getting nearer and nearer, that we are in the last days, nearer to the return of the Lord, that he's going to come for his church. There's no prophecy that has to be fulfilled for the rapture of the church. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. You bet. You you too. Keep studying. 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. Let's go to Wayne. He's been waiting patiently in Atlantic, New Jersey. Wayne? Hey, Pastor. Thank you for having How me. Are, uh, in New Jersey. Uh, how are you guys? How are you guys doing out there? Uh, you know, I'm just holding the faith, taking it one day, one breath at a time. You know, uh, you know, people are. Amen. It was really nice Friday to drive around and see people riding their bikes without their mask on, and um, you know, like yeah. the togetherness and the kids out playing. It was very, very nice to see some type of normalcy. You know, yeah. it really yeah. was. It was very humbling. Very humbling. Good. Good. Well, thank you for calling. Well, Pastor, I just want to say thank you for and, and give the praise to God for Calvary Church. Um, you guys teach me so much. I listen to your radio here in New Jersey on Hope FM as well with the app. And uh, Pastor John Randall is amazing, and, and uh, yeah. Pastor Lee and Joe Foch, who I listen to. And you guys yeah. are just all amazing. I just want to praise God and say thank you for blessing you guys and, and the whole church with his love and yeah. grace. You guys taught me so much in the past three years I've been listening to praise you guys. God. Praise God. Thank you. Um, so I'm calling in for prayer right now for myself, and as I was holding, I uh, kind of whispered to me, I guess, I would say, why not pray for yourself, but for everybody else in this aspect, and I am uh, I'm looking forward to changing careers from the restaurant business to, uh, to real estate, and I don't really know too much about it other than you need a roof over your head. But um, right. I'm a firm believer in, in walking of faith. I am a little scared, uh, you know, dipping the water in there. But uh, speaking to the phone man before, so just like Habakkuk, um, you know, God didn't show him. He just let him. So I just want right. to go on with that. And anybody else who's facing financial and career and uh, changes or anything like that, I want to also be able to put them in, in that prayer as well. And uh, have God's faith fill us up and his trust and his hope and love and us be able to give it right back to him abundantly as much as he does, if not more, as much as possible. And, and to, you know, be successful and to lead by his will. All right. I don't know if I lost you, Wayne, or what, but thank you. We're going to pray for you, yeah. Wayne. You there? I got you back. Yeah. So, yep, you're kind of fading in and out. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. No, you're good. I hear you now. So, hey, Wayne, you know, a couple things in your comments that I thought about that that I think is an encouragement to everyone who's listening, and we're going to pray for you in um, this new venture of going to real estate, because I think a lot of people are going through the same process you are, of that maybe they lost their job, Maybe they lost their business, and they're having to trust in the Lord in a new venture of faith. And it is a venture of faith. And maybe it's changing careers. Maybe it's going to school, uh, finding a different job. Um, Here, Wayne, in in Colorado, where I am, uh, we've been hit hard. And we've been hit hard because of the oil and gas industry up here in Greeley. Um, A a lot of guys have lost their jobs or uh, you know, cutbacks and all this, and um, we're just praying. And we know that God is still faithful. One of the pastors I was talking to, a friend of mine this afternoon, he reminded me, as Charles Spurgeon said, that he's been faithful 
in you know six trials he'll be faithful in the seventh and he's going to continue to be faithful to us and i know people need to hear that and then you also said something about prayer because you know for ourselves and i want to encourage people like you to call in and ask for prayer because there's nothing wrong with that when i first was a christian i used to think that you know i can't ask for prayer for myself i'm a pastor you know and and I can't do that. But Paul asked for prayer. I'm thinking of what he wrote about uh, at the end of the book of Romans in chapter 15. He said, I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me. He's asking for prayer. And he said that I may be delivered from those in Judea. I may be able to serve those in Jerusalem, acceptable to the saints. I, that I come to you with great joy. So Paul specifically asked for prayer, and it's not the only time. And I thought, well, if Paul the Apostle, this great man of faith, can ask for prayer, that we can ask for prayer ourselves. So, Father, I thank you for Wayne. I thank you for his call, his encouragement. I thank you that he's being blessed on Hope FM, uh, listening to great, great anointed Bible teachers. John Randall, he mentioned, Joe Foch, who have blessed me tremendously with their teachings. Um, Ed Taylor, uh, I just thank you for these men that are used in the radio stations that can bless people. And I pray that Wayne would continue to grow in the Word of God. He would continue to grow in faith. And Lord, knowing that you will be faithful in the seventh trial and in the eighth and continuing all the days of our life, that you would guide him and direct him as he's looking at maybe going into real estate um, he is changing businesses, uh, business ventures that you provide for him, guide him. And it is in this uncertain time, the uncertainty can be a little bit overwhelming, even uh, the anxiety, the fears that come with it. But as he's given thanks and as he's praying that the peace of God would pass all understanding, guard his heart and mind in Christ Jesus, you would direct him that you would provide for him, that you would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, that you would work in his life in a wonderful way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate your call. Stay in touch with so us, much, okay? Pastor, definitely. God bless you all. You bet. You bet. All right, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Hey, you know, support your local radio stations. Those of you in Colorado, Wyoming, Grace FM, support them. Christian radio is needed more than ever. It's one of the avenues to continue to hear the Word of God. And uh, I would encourage you, if you haven't downloaded the Grace FM app on your smartphone or your tablet, that you would do that very easy. Just go to Grace FM. It'll pop up, download it in less than a minute, and you got 24-7 great teaching of the Word of God in this program, Calvary Live. It's 4 o'clock here in Colorado, uh, Monday through Friday. My good friend Ed Taylor hosts usually Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then Nick Katie on Friday. I do Mondays and Tuesdays. We're so blessed to be connected with you and other pastors that, that fill in uh, as well. And uh, we just want to bless you. We want to encourage you. Uh, every way that we can. And um, this is a great opportunity for you to have another tool to grow in the Word of God. Great, great Bible teachers. Those of you on the East Coast, 
you support your local Christian radio station, Hope FM. If you listen to that, support them. And uh, and um, just give a shout-out to Bill Lukerman that you know has a lot to do with the radio ministry out there. Uh, love the work that you've done, Bill, and um, such a precious brother um, in New Jersey. And then uh, Truth FM. And uh, wherever you're listening, um, it, Christian radio is vital. And uh, we're blessed to be able to have it and uh, be be in prayer. You know, the thing about, you know, Grace FM, um, it's not a great big corporation. It's housed out of Calvary Church in Aurora. And um, and uh, to me, it's just amazing what God has done. And uh, so, um, so such a blessing, uh, Pastor Ed and uh, the others on staff there. Um, just this thing is been such a blessing to us here in Colorado for so long. So um, just so grateful for all of that and uh, the wonderful teaching that is going on. Um, so throughout Colorado, covers 80% of the population here in Colorado along the Front Range, 101.7 down on Pueblo West and Fountain, Colorado Springs, and then 89.7 from Castle Rock up into southern Wyoming. So uh, 3.5 million people uh, that covers that area. It doesn't mean 3.5 or million are listening, but it covers the area of a population of that many. And uh, so very, very vital. And, you know, we thank you for your support for Calvary Live. It's so important uh, for you to continue to call in. This is really an extension of uh, the pulpit. And, and people are t- tuning in all the time, and they are being blessed and um, they are being prayed for and they're hearing uh, the gospel, the word of God for the first time. And um, so I just want to encourage you in that. We go to our text line. There is one Daniel who's asking for prayer and uh, just just asking for prayers uh, with uh, being anxious and being depressed and everything that's going on. He's asked for God's peace and strength to endure and to get through each day. Daniel, I want you to know, Philippians says, that be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, uh, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And so, Daniel, I want you to know that the Lord loves you, and his promises are true for you. He's going to strengthen you. He's with you. And he promises to supply all our needs Keep looking to him. And for all of us that are feeling anxious right now, keep looking to the Lord. He has a wonderful, wonderful plan for us. And he is still on the throne. And he is still providing. And he still loves us. And um, and he wants to work in our lives. So, Father, I just want to pray for Daniel. I pray that you would bless him, that the anxiety that he's feeling, that uh, you would help him have a peace that replaces that anxiety, a peace that passes understanding. And we need that more than ever, Lord, because we don't understand everything that is going on. We don't understand, you know, the things that are taking place, what the days ahead are going to hold. But we do understand this, that your love is real and your love remains and your promises are true. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that, um, that you care for us and that you hear us and that you desire to continue to, to provide for us in every way. 
And so, Lord, I pray for Daniel that you bring him that peace, bring him that strength, uh, bring him, you know, uh, the endurance that he needs to get through every day, knowing that you're there with him and you promise you'll never leave us or forsake us. Even as David would write, oh, my soul, why are you cast down? And as he's feeling cast down, that you would be the lifter of his head. Lord, I pray for that for a lot of people that perhaps are feeling that right now. They're feeling those kinds of feelings and, um, Lord, in their lives, anxious, discouraged, feeling depressed, um, feeling um, just overwhelmed. Lord, I pray that you would bring them peace, that you would bring them comfort. Lord, that um, they would know that they can look to you for everything. And so, Lord, I do pray that you would just work in their lives. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, so glad to be with you. Got time for a quick call. Somebody wants to give me a call at 303-690-3000. But I I just want to encourage you as we've entered into a a new month um, that um, I know that this can be hard. When we first started this and started making decisions you know, about not having church, and, and it's it's been almost two months, and we don't know when we're going to be able to get together. But I want to remind you of this, those of you who are listening, that the Lord wins and that he is going to, you know, have his plan of redemption and his promises that are going to be fulfilled for us. And we can have that certainty because right now, we have a lot of uncertainty that's going on all around us. And can, it can be overwhelming and the uncertainty. And one thing that we have is that we have Jesus Christ and we have eternal life and we have him in our life. I was thinking about when I was doing the teaching and um, that it said that when Jesus began his ministry, um, he departed to Galilee and it says that here was people who sat in darkness, and all of a sudden, as he came, they have seen a great light, and the light has dawned. The light is still here, the light of Jesus Christ in our hearts. And I pray it dawns in your house and in your heart and to those around you. Hey, we want to get to Diane very quickly um, before we end here. Diane? Yes, Hello. Uh, I am calling. I live in Berthoud, Colorado, and uh, we've had a little bit of difficulty selling our home. Uh, So I just would cry out to God, if you could agree with me, um, that he would move for us. Absolutely, and let's pray. We've got about three minutes left, so Lord, I pray for Diane. It's Right now it's hard in selling homes, and I just pray that this home would sell. You would bring the right buyer and they would have a good offer that the contract uh, would be fulfilled and uh, they would go through the process and be able to close on that house. You know what her needs are. I just pray that um, the home would sell and you would bring that right buyer and that they would just have a peace in what you're doing. And Lord, that they would sense your presence, know that you're working, know that you're going to be faithful to them, So, Lord, we just lift all this up to you. And, Lord, I do pray that you would just um, bring a buyer. Bring a buyer for this home and birth it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 
<laughs> Diane, we'll be praying, okay? Okay, thank you so much. I love All your right. station. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hang in there. Hang in there, everybody. I know it's hard. It's difficult. But um, we have the Lord, and that's one of the things that I want to just pass along. There's a lot of people out there around us. They don't have the Lord, and that's what's really hard. And we do. So I pray that we are still used to be a voice for others, to give them truth, to give them a message of hope, and to let them know that there is light in the midst of darkness. And even as Jesus came to an area in the Galilee, as I was reading from Matthew, there's all these people that were there, and and there was light. And Jesus moving with such sovereignty and power, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he wants to work in your life, and he wants to work in your heart, and he's going to show himself faithful to you. You keep drawing close to him, keep reading your Bible, and um, keep seeking him, looking to him. And I know that it can be hard and hard uh, to get through the days and stuff, but allow him to bring that peace in your heart and that comfort that you need. And as we wait on him to know that he's our certainty, he's our strength, he is everything that we need. And as we do that, you know what you're going to find? You're going to find the dryness in your heart and in your life be refreshed by him and renewed by him. Jesus said, if you thirst, come to me and drink. God bless you, everyone. So wonderful to be with you this last hour. Be careful. Be safe out there. Be praying. Be a light to others. God bless you. And we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.